Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Coach Tony Iruli as we grind it out right here on a Wednesday edition. Coach, uh, oh no, oh you got a mic right there. I was worried about as you having we, me on the show, but you're ready for me to speak. I will tell you, like today has Which been a Wednesday. Which is not a bad idea. <laughs> It's been a Wednesday unlike any other. Been wide open here at the station, been wide open at home, and uh, just trying to get ready for a holiday weekend. Well, you had a day off. You just kind of – good day for you to lay around and not do a whole heck of a lot. Man, I will tell you, I'll, I'll be full disclosure, I got a lot of stuff done today. I I, uh, I did dishes. I, really yeah, cool. I cleaned the, the living room, dining room, just one because I knew Christmas tree was going to go up, and I was like, yep. one last time yep. to yep. see this thing right. But uh, then I, I've prepped, uh, again, full disclosure, any business that wants to get a hold of uh, some Maryville Red Rebel f- basketball, uh, going to start pushing that out there next week, going to get to the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, excited, got a little 10-game slate we're going to do. Uh, again, uh, COVID, COVID willing, and the sure. creeks don't rise. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, you, pre, you know, you're trying to make the transition from football to basketball, so you got to you know, lay the groundwork for it to happen here. I'll, I'll tell you, I got Oakland on Friday night, and I had basketball prep today. Man, we're wide open. It is, it is a great time of the year, right? And now. a little grind time here in the afternoon. I like it. Big Appreciate time. the invitation. Absolutely, we're doing like pick day Wednesday. Yeah. Like I feel like in 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 any other year. That's probably not going to happen. Like, we're probably, you know, pick day Thursday is, is pushing it back a little bit. Sure. Normally would be a pick day Friday, but ball games happen. But you know what? Uh, there's good games this weekend. Rivalry series is there series is? Right. Is a thing? Series are getting played. Well, um, what's kind of interesting is a lot of these college rivalries are usually during the last game of the season, but, but because of the changes of the schedules, you know, it's like. You had to force them wherever. Yeah, like Alabama, Auburn. Uh-huh. All right, they're play, being played this week, but there's still two more games mm-hmm. afterwards. So it kind of loses its, it's a. It's a uh, you know it's pizzazz a little bit, oh, yeah. but still you know it's going to be a great football game. And there's a there's a couple other ones like that. Uh, uh, of course, Oregon Oregon State's playing this weekend. Ole Miss Mississippi State's playing this Egg weekend. Bowl. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, the or uh, or the the bat, pirate and the big mouth. I don't. That's what I've heard it that, called that. You know, you, you could care less about the score. You just want to zoom in with the cameras on watching their reactions during the game. Like here's the thing. I, I feel like Kiffin gives you like during game things because with the the clipboard throwing and yeah. the running and all that. But but Leach does the pre and post game. Like his comments are just golden. Yeah, and that's why you know there, there might be a confrontation at least near the end of the ball that game would between be those awesome. two. Kiffin would probably be. throw a clipboard at them as they go shake hands. Do you watch the SEC shorts at all? Love them. Have you seen the one about the battered clipboard? Yes. Yes. Saw that uh, yesterday, in fact. That's so funny. Oh, we have that. And, and we also watched the one with the uh, the comedian from uh, Alabama. Oh. Uh, Jermaine, Jermaine. Oh, the, the, the run the ball guy? Yeah. Where he just yeah, watches the yeah, ball yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the SEC shorts and that uh, are hilarious. And my family usually and I usually watch it every week. It's amazing. So, uh, again, uh, normally on Wednesdays, Troy Provo Heron is, is in studio with us. He he hopes to be in studio, but a as he says, a four-day paper 
is a lot more work than a five-day paper. So, uh, again, he's working hard to get some stories out. And uh, and hopefully, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you'll be able to see exactly uh, when he comes in. Again, you can check us out on Facebook Live on uh, WKVL or The Grind WKVL on Facebook, or you can check us out on your FM dial, 100.9 FM or 850 AM. I got to tell you this. You know how many turkeys my family are going is going to be making here tomorrow? Tell Maybe. me. Six. Six turkeys. Six. All the same way? Turkeys. No. Like a deep no. frying one? We got about three or four. We're going to be deep fried. Carol's yeah, going to fix a big one in, in the uh, oven. Uh-huh. And uh, I've got uh, my two uh, daughters and their families and my son and his family coming in as well. And, uh, you know, each one's going to. Six uh, turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's so, uh, so we are going to be turkeyed out. If you need any extra turkey. Come by my place. I've heard a flock of seagulls, but uh, you're it's you're a, cooking a flock, a flock of, turkeys. of turkeys. That's right. Like you you may sleep for like a day and a half. I will not eat another turkey till about August of next year because <laughs> I'll be filled with it. I uh, so. But it's a family tradition. Oh yeah. Gonna, yeah, we'll we'll eat very well tomorrow. Yeah, I love deep fried turkey, man. That's that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, that's the, where it's the at. The boys they all do that. But uh, I, I've I've told you the story. I probably haven't told you the story about uh, putting a deep fried turkey or trying to deep fry a turkey and putting it in frozen. Oh, that doesn't did go it blow well. up? It pretty well blew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it pretty much went. I was like, "Hey, this ain't gonna work." But I guarantee you that's the last time you'll ever do it. Yeah, yeah, I uh, trial by fire, literal fire. But uh, anyway, uh, a lot of good games going on in the prep side of things, though. Sure. Uh, are you are you making any trips? You going anywhere? No, I think I'm just going to, you know, I've seen. I guess the only every, one close, I guess, would be. They're, they're all out towards the west. Yeah, because Alcoa's at Red Bank. Yeah. Oak Ridge would be the closest, I guess. Yeah, that's, you know, that's not one of the schools I recruit, but uh-huh. uh, we've seen that school, Oak Ridge, and uh, 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 who are they playing here? Uh, South Door. S- South Door, I'm sorry. The team south of the yeah, river. <laughs> yeah, who had a great ball game last oh, yeah. week, uh, you know, uh, beat uh, Knox West mm-hmm. on the road. And, uh, you know, like I said, Coach does a great job preparing his team, and it's going to be a great ball game between those two. You, you know, I, I've got six ball games on here from the prep side, and it's really – it's it's here's the breakdown of how I pick the games. Yep. It's very, very, psych, very technological, psychological to hold on. It is local teams relative – Yep. And then the two teams that are going to play Maryville or Alcoa, should they progress? I, I see. Uh, and I'm like, you know, that's what they want to know. That's what they need to know. Uh, but the first one is South Doyle, 10 and 3, coming off hot off of a, a, a road win at yeah. Knox West. Again, knocking off a 12 win Rebel team from Knox West. They have to head to a f- scorching hot Oak Ridge team. I think they've won eight or nine in a row. Yeah. And, uh, and, and coaches got them playing tough. Two, two kind of what I would call legendary high school coaches in the area right. just battling it out. And the thing is, each one of them is going to get their team really, you know, absolutely prepared. I mean, both schools are tough, hard-nosed. They're not going to be playing real fancy-dancy football. Mm. I mean, they're going to come and try to uh, run the ball right down your throat and play a good, tough defense. And that's that's been the uh, the banner on both those squads. Absolutely, and I'll tell you, Coach Duncan. You know, he, he's a former Tennessee player. Yep. I mention that every time I bring him up because it's just. And like, I've noticed that it's really cool if you see him on Facebook. He's fr- he's proud of it too. Yeah, he's and, sure. and 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 Coach can probably look like looks like that. He can still play too. I think he could. He yeah, he yeah, could yeah, outrun he, me. I'm sure. He's still he's still in that 
weight room every day. I would say so. Yeah, he's like, I'm not just going to watch him. I'll participate. <laughs> but, uh, you know, who do you got? I mean, Oak Ridge probably has the history of being there. Yeah. South Dole's never played in a state game yeah. before. And so that's got to be motivation for those guys. You know, Clark Duncan has been has been pounding that drum all year long about how good his team is. And now they finally put themselves in a position. They're one of the four best teams in, in their, their division to play in, in a game, and they have an opportunity to go to Cookville for it all. Yeah. Well, normally I would uh, pick Oak Ridge, but I like Clark Duncan, everything that he represents and the way he gets his team prepared to play. So that's that's who I'm pulling for. I've got to go for South Dole, too. I, I mean, Oak Ridge, I've picked against them every time, and they've, they've showed me why yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. They're going to have to do it one more time. Yeah, uh, I just I like I like what South Dole brings. I like the 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 playmakers they work with, and honestly, they're just never out of a football game. Like no. th- through the season, they've battled. Yeah, they lost three ball games, but it was tooth and nail to the end yeah. uh, for those three losses. So I, I like South Dole, and I think they're peaking uh, at the right time. Uh, the next one is the uh, is who will play Alcoa. I mean that's legitimately uh, that's the the it's the Alcoa Bowl. Who gets to go and play the Tornadoes? Pearl Cone and Milan. Uh, Pearl Cone nine and zero. Of course, had some COVID shortened yeah. uh, games or COVID eliminated games. Uh, but then Milan ten and one. Also a little impact, but not not as much. Uh, but again, two teams that have have pined themselves to the top four of their division, and two teams. Pearl Cone played Alcoa last year in the state game and was shut out by the Tornadoes. So, uh, again, both of these are looking uphill at the Tornadoes. Sure. But uh, I think uh, I, I'm going to go with Pearl Cone. I just think yeah. uh, athletically uh, they're normally just uh, – they're a step above. I mean, they're they're that side of the state's version of Alcoa in right, 3A. Right. So, uh, again, I like what uh, Pearl Cone brings to the table. Well, normally I would go for uh, Pearl Cone, but uh, I call – you call Milan, I call Milan. Milan. All right. And that's an Italian city like this. So me being a full-blooded Italian, I'm pulling for Milan. Got to go with that. Yes, you get yes. Some, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think I it's going to be a great game, and it's uh, you know it's it's you know the lucky team's going to be able to play Alcoa. I'll never. I said this before before we went on air, but uh, the 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 only memory or the only really thought I have of Milan yeah. is uh, is John Ward when I I believe it was Jeff Francis. Yeah. Maybe. I can't remember. It was a. I can't remember, it, but he said from Milan, Tennessee. Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith. Jeff that's Smith, right. Right. Yeah. Jeff Francis was a quarterback. I, it, right. You ever say something and you know you're wrong, but you don't know the right answer? Yeah, I saw the confusion on your face. Jeff when you Smith. Said, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Smith. Smith. Great player. Great player. And he lives here in, in Maryville and uh, just a good, good guy. We gotta get him on the show. Oh, you should. That would really be should. awesome. It'd be very entertaining. Absolutely. But uh, from Milan, Tennessee. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So. Uh, that's the only memory I have of them, and I I think their memory is going to stay right there. Pearl Cone's my pick on this okay. one. Uh, the next one, Brentwood at Bartlett. Again, Brentwood ten and three, Bartlett ten and one, playing for a chance to see the winner of Oakland and Maryville. And I say that in 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 the haste that I I am full blown ready to go against the grain and pick the Rebels, but I think Oakland, the Patriots, uh, are going to have a little something to say about that. This is the seventh consecutive semifinal matchup uh, with those two. Uh, Rebels are 4-2 and in those matchups. So, I mean, they have the upper hand, if you will, but the last five meetings won by the home team. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, Brentwood and Bartlett, uh, I think it's a toss-up. I went with Brentwood. I I felt just uh, a little little saucy going to go with the road teams all the way down, I think. So Brentwood's my pick. 
yeah, I'm going with Brentwood as well. I think uh, they've played they played some pretty tough teams throughout the season, but uh, I, I think they got a very balanced offense, and uh, you know it's playoff time, and so I, that's the one I'm thinking that's going to be able to play well. Brent Wood, the pick. Uh, we'll we'll uh, hopefully get Troy up to snuff and and get some picks out of him before uh, when he arrives. But the next one, uh, Alcoa twelve and one, Red Bank ten and three. Uh, again, a battle of three A opponents uh, at Red Bank. I think yeah. that helps Red Bank a little bit. Right. But uh, and Alcoa is starting uh, for the second week. Uh, a newer quarterback uh, again, Catholic transfer. Finally became eligible in the playoffs. They injected him there last week. Uh, Buckles is his last name, yeah. and uh, and he'll see the field uh, after the first tornado outing, uh, and we'll see if he has anything more for Red Bank. But uh, I think Red Bank is uh, they're equipped to battle with Alcoa. I just don't know if they could do it for four quarters. Well, it's tough, and uh, like I said, they Red Bank last week had a, a beat uh, Loudon for the second time within within three weeks. Played a real good ball game. Oh, they've got a tough running back that's a. You know, gained a lot of yards on the season, probably about fourteen hundred yards. And uh, but uh, still, you're going uh, against Alcoa. Alcoa had a slow start against uh, Gallenberg Pittman last week, but I think uh, you know after some very inspiring uh, uh, talks by the coaches at halftime, uh, they inspiring. That's, yeah, yeah, very inspiring. Uh, they outscored uh, Gallenberg uh, like what thirty-five nothing, something like that. Yeah, it was fourteen thirteen and a half. Ended up being forty-nine thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the. Uh, Inspirational speech definitely did a good job, and so uh, obviously you know we're going to go we're going with Alcoa. Alcoa, that lone loss being to Maryville, and, and and really a fourteen to nine affair. So I mean, it wasn't like uh, they were outmatched. It was just a, a battle of titans, and who had the ball last? I mean, it was just a real quick battle. Yeah. Uh, Elizabethan and Nolansville. Elizabethan, the reigning four A state champ, thirteen and zero. Nolansville, eight and three. This is their. I want to say. Second consecutive semifinal appearance in their seventh year as a football team. They've done a great job. I mean, they've got right up there. Sure, but sure. Uh, but Elizabeth and we, I say it every time we talk about them. We watched them kind of claim that four A state championship because they played right before Maryville did last yeah. year, and they're a machine. Yeah. I mean, and I watched them from afar at one of my last radio stops in Granger County. Uh, you always go up there, and and it's just it is what it is. It's it's what do you call it, E Town. Right, I call. I it mean, it's it is it's a thing. It's a fixture. It's where Jason Witten played. I mean, there's there's that dynamic, and ultimately, ultimately, um, they've got their way of doing things. And and in the four A world, they knocked off Greenville last week, which is a usually yeah. a, a a close competitor. Knocked them off and really come from behind fashion. I think they're ready to go. I think Nolanville is going to have their hands full. I'll I, go with I, the Cyclones. I agree. And Jason Witten's brother is the head head coach yeah. there. And uh, you know, I, I used to recruit that school all the time. And uh, when he took over the program, I mean, it was it was just barely a 500 program, and uh, facilities were extremely average. Over the years, the facilities have grown, the interest in uh, the football program has grown within the community, and uh, I, I think they're on a path to win a second straight title. It's it's definitely uh, what I think it should be. But uh, hey, Tony, the the phone lines have lit up. Have they really? Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's see who we got. Hey, you're on the grind. Hey. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Is this Mr. Carson? Yes, it is. What's yeah. up, man? Hey, uh, what's the topic y'all are on? I'll ask you a couple questions. We are talking prep football. Uh, we just picked Elizabeth and over Nolansville, but uh, we have not talked about Maryville and Oakland yet. That's next on the docket. What, what you got? Oh, yeah. 
Why don't you jump yeah, in? Yeah, well, I'll have to I'll have to give a listen to it, but I do have a question uh, just to change the topic just a minute. I wanted to see what uh, um, the guys in there with you thought, but um, my question is, what if we did uh, play Vandy um, this Saturday? I know me and Wayne talked about it the past couple days. What do you guys think if we were to lose? Do you think Jeremy would be gone, or do you think he would keep his job? Uh well, me being a college coach, I usually don't like to talk about. Like definitely, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it would uh, really put a lot of strain uh, uh, on him keeping the job because then to follow up, then you've got uh, uh, Florida and then Texas A and M, which are going to be extremely tough opponents. So he can finish off the season zero and three. The the big factor that Tennessee has to uh, decide on if if they're going to make a change, you know that that's a lot of buyout money, you know for twelve plus mil. Yeah, yeah, you know not for only the head coaches but the assistant coaches, and so at a p- point in time where uh, you know faculty are taking uh, salary cuts and things like that, are they willing to to really buy out probably about fifteen sixteen million dollars when you start including the uh, the assistant coaches? So that's that's a big factor where you know I could see him staying. And, and make it through this year, and obviously next year would be the, uh, the, 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 the break year for him. Yeah, I think the HOH is going to have to step in if we buy him out, honestly. Yeah. If you know what the HOH is. Uh, House of let that be. <laughs> I'll tell you at the break. But, uh, but uh, you know, I think I was telling Coach Carson during before we got on the air, yep. here's, here's what you really got to look, because Vandy's playing Missouri this weekend. Yeah. If Vandy comes out and lays an egg like they're just falling all over themselves and they're just terrible, yeah. then Tennessee fans got to go, man, we could have had that Vandy. We would have been playing that Vandy. And you're, you're kind of like wishing we would have played. But if Vandy comes out and plays the way they did against Kentucky the way they in the second half, uh, the way they played you know, last week kind of inspired football, then, and maybe they upset Missouri, then maybe Tennessee fans go, good. We didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Well, my, yeah, my I agree, and is, that quarterback yeah. change kind of helped out with Vandy, too, um, yeah. just kind of getting a new system in there. But I think they're starting to get used to it. But, yeah, I agree with you. And he didn't play too bad against Florida. And so no. uh, so this is his opportunity. And, and I missed it when uh, yesterday when they made made the change. I mean, what was the reason why they changed Vandy from playing Tennessee to uh, uh, playing Missouri? What was the main reason? Uh, I mean, I kind of missed it, that right? part. Like, I know that, that they were looking to postpone it just based around, I think, Tennessee, where they paused the basketball team and whatever. And I think Tennessee yeah. was kind of in limbo, but Vandy needed to get a game in, and they had already postponed yeah. the Missouri game, and so they were just trying to backfill. And I think uh, it was one of those uh, need to pull the trigger quick, and uh, they just Tennessee couldn't make the call. And so they's like, okay, well, we're going to flex the Tennessee game, and we're going to put Missouri in. Yeah. Well, that it's was like my question. Football. Thanks for answering it. Awesome, man. Uh, Thanks who, for calling who, who you got, Maryville or Oakland? I'm just kidding. That, I, is, I, a, uh, <laughs> that is a – obviously, I'm going to pick Maryville in this one, but I'm going to be honest. It's going to go down to the wire. I'm going to be straight with you. Do you got a score prediction? Talking to guys at five-star preps and those, uh, there's only one guy, Torres, that picked the Rebels. I think he picked us 27-24. Uh, I, I snapped a picture of that and sent it to Jude and said, Rebel Motivation. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. again, uh, I, I, think, I uh, think I think 24-21 is my score prediction. 24-21. Who's the player of the game? I think the player of the game is going to be Carson Jones. And I would tell you that because I think we, me and Wayne talked about it one, Monday. I think no stage is 
too big for him. And I think he comes out and plays a heck of a ball game. I think he rushes for a TD, maybe maybe another one. But I think he's going to have himself a good game, and I really hope I uh, see that. The Ice Man, good deal, good deal. I can't, I couldn't agree more with you, Carson. Thanks, man. Alrighty, thank you guys. Have, good a, have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you, Carson. Right. See you, buddy. Again, Carson Crouch. Uh, he is yeah, a co-host yeah. of uh, Give Him Six podcast, uh, and he docks Tennessee on there with his cousin Elijah, and uh, just a really cool cat. He comes in on Mondays and most Tuesdays. Yeah. He's uh, he, he loves doing radio, loves talking sports. So uh, I uh, oblige that and, and enjoy it too. Well, it's not, and it's plus it's nice that you have an opportunity to talk to someone in here that really knows what he's talking about Aww, compared to come your on. host. <laughs> right come now. on, Tony. Tony's the man. But uh, but for real, the next game on the docket, Maryville, Oakland. You know, I think Carson said you know a lot. Uh, you know, Carson Jones, the quarterback for the Red Rebels. Uh, we've given him player of the game two games this season: Alcoa and last week mm-hmm. at Dobbins Bennett. And and really because he just he the he's two big cool. games. Well, he's cool under pressure. Yeah. It didn't get too big for him. And a lot of times you try to force things. He didn't do that. Uh, he, he was able to, to call his own number when he needed to get a first down here and there. Did the pooch kick that got mm-hmm. him down at the at the one-yard line. And then ultimately when he needed to throw the football, when the run game was kind of getting getting stalled out, uh, he made it happen through the air with, with the help of his wide receivers. But uh, I think he's just a cool operator. He's a junior, so there's some growth to be had there. And uh, and he's a he's a momentum swing for sure. But honestly, I'm gonna I don't want to say go against Carson because I'm gonna go with the Rebels. But I think that the X factor in this is DJ Burks. I think he's he's not gonna see a ton of time off. I think you're gonna see him on offense a lot. Yeah. And I think he's gonna ball hawk a little bit uh, on Oakland's side of the the, the field because again, uh, their their quarterbacks have thrown twenty four touchdowns, two interceptions. So they're not necessarily throwing a ton of. Uh, just ducks out there. Right. So I think it's about turning them over is going to be the difference in the game because I think Dobbins Benedict showed a little way to move the football on the Rebels. So, uh, again, I think it's going to be a major battle. I look at who uh, who Oakland's played. They haven't necessarily – and, again, I don't know the teams like Siegel and some of those teams out, out their way. But looking at the scores, their starters have sat late in games a lot. Yeah. Their average margin of victory is like 31 points. Yeah. So. And it's a shame this isn't a championship game. Well, it uh, is de facto. You know, it is, yes, it is, but it's being played in the semifinals. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just wish the uh, they would change the districts a little bit, especially since they've played the last seven times against each other in mm-hmm. the uh, the semifinals. Right. At least move something around, right? <laughs> yeah, you would think. But uh, yeah, this is the Red Rebels' twenty-first consecutive semifinal appearance. Uh, that's something crazy. Another stat that's crazy. And again, a ton of these were, of course, have been the Red Rebels. Yeah. Uh, but there has not been a state championship game since the year 2000, or since the year 99, because 2000 had the Rebels in it, yeah. since 1999 that didn't have one of these two teams in it. It's just amazing strength. It's, yeah. I mean, in 98, they played against each other in the state championship game. Did they really? Yeah. Maryville won. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, in 1998. It was actually a 5A state championship at that point. Well, like I said, it's just great history, great tradition here in Blunt County, and uh, you know when you include uh, uh, even heritage and and, and uh, William Blunt, football is important to this county, and so therefore you see guys always striving to be successful, and you're very proud of the success that Alcoa and Maryville has had over the past many years. Oh, absolutely. But uh, as as far as Coach Creasy, uh, who is Oakland's head football coach, he, he's only got six losses in his six years 
uh, at Oakland, so he's uh, he's pretty efficient as well. Uh, Coach Hunt is now fifty three and three. Yeah, uh, yeah. so still still don't, still not up to Coach uh, Hunt standards. I mean, he, yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. he's still thinking about those three. Yeah. And, but, and Derek, uh, like I, you know, you know, Derek was a former player of mine at Maryville College, and also uh-huh. uh, Oakland has a, a off their office line coach Josh Connor, who also played for me and coached with me over at Maryville College. Really? Yes, yes. You're just connected. Uh, Tony when is you've connected. You've been in this business for over forty years. You know, there's a they're lot. everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> but uh, but I get. I think it's all all but told. Who are you going with? And do you have a? I mean, is do you have a reason? Reason why? Yeah. Well, you're going against them, aren't you? No, no. no I was no, like, no, I was like, Tony, don't do that. No, no, no. no obviously, Maryville, and uh, it, it. Like I said, I wish it was the state championship game, but yeah, Maryville for the win. And and I think you know streaks are meant to be broken. A lot of things like a streak will be broken. Friday night, whether it's the 28-game win streak that the Rebels are on currently, 27, sorry, 27, already counting one. Uh, (laughs) uh, The 27-game win streak that the Rebels have going now, is it the five-game win streak that the home team has in this rivalry? Is it Oakland's 13-game win streak that they've got going so far? Because, again, their season came to an end last year in this matchup. They were 13-0 coming into this one last year, left with a loss. Yep. Do they avenge that this season? So I think it's up in the air. I think Carson says this thing comes down to the wire. I don't think – I think at halftime we're not going to know which way this thing's going to go, very similar to, to kind of the Alcoa sure, games. Sure. And I think it's going to be very much that uh, don't let that team have the ball again. I think there's talent all over the field. Even Oakland's coach said, we built this program six years ago around the, the concept – of Maryville football. They yep. said they they literally said we mimic Maryville football. So I think that's a that's an honor to be said sure. and then ultimately it's an honor to be mentioned in the same same conversation he said. So What kind uh, of score are you looking at? I mean, I think it's going to be low. Uh last year was a 12 to nothing Rebel win. I think this one could be a little bit more scoring. I'm going to say I think it's 21 or yeah, 21-17. Yeah, I, uh, I was thinking more like 24-21, but we're in the both in the same range, and I and you know I'm I'm kind of putting field goals in there. The reason I don't put a field goal for the Rebels is they've only attempted two this season. But again, in games like this, you take points when you can get them. I think sure. uh, sometimes calculated risk is uh, is a bigger moment in these games uh, than you could give other times. But uh, anyway, we'll see uh, if if and when uh, we uh, we see what the results are Friday night. Uh, we'll of course talk about those. I might do a little. Uh, Facebook Live Saturday because I feel yeah. like I'll be so disconnected going from a Wednesday all the way to Monday. Yeah, a little follow up is always good. Might might check it out, but hey, we got to get a break. We're about halfway through this yeah, thing and right. still uh, did not get a break. But let's get one in. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about the college ranks. There's games being played. I know. Wow, I know. Football. Talk about Saban with the the Rona. The officially okay. has the Rona this time, and we'll talk about what the the Tide will do with the Tigers. As the uh, the Iron Bowl will played be played without King Saban, we'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to the Grind 100.9 FM, 8:50 a.m. and streaming at wkvl.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial... 
financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lee Choir with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lee Choir, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lee Choir appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lee with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. 
You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Coach Tony Iruli as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Again, Troy Provo Heron normally on the show, but uh, duty calls. That's right. Duty he, he's calls. He's on a hot story right now. Yeah, that pen and pad of paper, it's, you can hear it's, it. It's if it's you working. step outside, it's it's whipping. <laughs> it's whipping right now. But, uh, but Coach, it's pick day Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I know we're just all over it. We love picking games. But, yeah. uh, again, a lot to be played over the holiday season and uh, our holiday weekend. And ultimately, uh, the the games on this, a lot of them we need to make the decision sure. before we get there. Because, so, again, last show of the week as tomorrow, Thanksgiving, of course. Hope everybody has a great uh, evening and uh, and hope uh, hope you weren't hoping to listen to me because uh, I'll yeah. probably be turkeying it up as well. Yeah. And, and you got to remember, if, you know, if this was a year that COVID wasn't involved, this was probably near the uh, last game of the season or the yeah. next to last game of the season where now you have your championships, your conference championships, are usually about the second week uh, of December. December. Yeah. And then the bowls were picked right then. So it's And at that rate, I wouldn't have had Tony in here. So, see, it's a <laughs> win for right. me. Win for me. Strange year up at Carson Newman this year. It looks like AJ just commenting on the Facebook Live. All right, AJ. Yeah, you're way. the man. But, uh, but I, I tell you what, uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, if you look at it, COVID has, has done a lot of things for you sure. for the, the, the year and maybe not always been really good. Yeah. But I tell you, it's it's still allowing us to do some things. And, again, games to be played this weekend I think are, are interesting because of some of the things that's happened already. But uh, Texas and Iowa State Lockhorns, no pun intended, uh, in Austin, number 17, Texas, a one-point favorite over the 13th-ranked Cyclones of Iowa State. I mean, you just wouldn't see that in a normal year. No, no, you wouldn't. My not. opinion. But I, I like Iowa State. Uh, they just play well. I mean, they they've always got a chip on the shoulder. When you think about uh, big time football, Iowa State usually does name does not come out there. But you know what? You you see what they do. They go ahead and they beat uh, like a Texas or Oklahoma. Yeah. Or you know a, a major uh, power like that. And so uh, you know if them going on the road. To play Texas, you know, I don't believe they're going to be intimidated, and I believe they're going to come up with a win. Going with Iowa State. Yes, I am. What is their coach's name? I don't know why. Is it Neil Brown? Oh. No, he's at he's at West Virginia. Yeah, it slips, it slips my mind right now. I, I will remember. have to look. But they are the Cyclones. Google knows. When I was a, a graduate assistant at University of Missouri, I remember going up and playing Iowa State yeah. in the middle of a Cyclone. And so there's a reason why they're called the Cyclones. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But I, I went with Texas. I just say Tom Herman, you know, he's trying to fend off uh, Urban Meyer rumors there in Austin. And unfortunately, uh, I feel like he's done a, a fair job of getting the Longhorns back battling, especially sure. defensively. And uh, and they're still, they're still chirping going on yep. as Austin is, uh, is wanting more. So, again, he, I think he's going to have to step it up. And he can't let Iowa State go from spoiler to contender. And if they win this game, that's kind of that, where it puts exactly them. So. Happened. Uh, I think uh, I think Texas gets the win, a one point win. So uh, I take them to cover the spread. Also, wait, wait, wait to stick your neck out. Yeah, on that yeah. One. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Go. A push, got a push out of it. But uh, the next one, I think I know where you're going. Notre Dame That's playing right. an ACC matchup. 
against North Carolina. Number two, Notre Dame, a five-point favorite over the 19th-ranked Tar Heels of North Carolina. Well, that's because Notre Dame this year is in a conference. Is an ACC school. Yeah. That's right. Well, they have been in basketball for well, some time. Yeah, but Kinda. it's football. It's football now. It's a whole different deal. And as you know, uh, uh, me being a good, devout Catholic boy, all right, you know my picks for uh, Notre Dame. I'm, not, I'm sure my mom's going to be happy knowing that I'm picking Notre Dame. But, uh, you know, it, North Carolina, I, I got uh, so much uh, respect for their head coach. And, Mac uh, Brown. Yeah, Mac does a great job. But uh, I think uh, Notre Dame has finally won the big game when they beat Clemson. And uh, did so, they really though? Yeah, I I have Trevor to say Lawrence so. was. Yeah, but playing. The, the Trevor's backup threw for 450 yards. I mean, it's hard to think Trevor doing much more than that. And uh, but still, Notre Dame came up and won that game in uh, double overtime. And that that's a uh, that's a type of game that Notre Dame has not been able to win for many many years. Matt Campbell's Iowa State's head coach. Matt Campbell. Coach Matt Campbell. Campbell. Right. Like right. the soup. No, but, but anyway, you threw me off. We're talking about Notre Dame. Uh, had him in full blown, full blown. But no, uh, no Notre Dame. Uh, you got to appreciate what Brian Kelly's done. And sure. and honestly, um, I would argue that the best thing that might have happened to Brian Kelly as a coach was that thumping that he took to Alabama in the national championship game, yeah. uh, just because it showed that there is a level of football to be at. And then there's an SEC Alabama level of football, and and yeah. I thought he built from that point because yeah. they're they're a, they're a million times more athletic now. Sure. I think they're a lot more tough. They yeah. play a harder nose brand of defense now, yeah. and ultimately he was already kind of a a barking kind of coach. Yeah. But now the just the expectation goes way up, and I think it's got them playing to a championship level. And I believe they've improved their recruiting. Mm. I mean, in, in the days of of old, just be, being. Notre Dame. I mean, I was you know they want to go to Notre Dame mm. now. Now because of the dynamics of college football ha- and recruiting has changed. I mean, Notre Dame's got to go out and sell itself, so they're doing a better job going out of state, uh, into Florida, into Georgia, into parts where they really have not been a dominant recruiting force and are attracting great players. Because all, if I tell you, if they get recruits on campus, the campus sells. I uh, I saw a picture of uh, Notre Dame Stadium. There just a just a, a week or so ago, they've done a lot of renovations sure. to to the stadium because I know what was it? I mean, it's been within ten years that they had their first night game. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of getting older, run down, and Notre Dame was slow to change because they s- said, "Well, these are the same bricks that Newt Rockney touched." Yeah, well, right. Sooner or later, you're going to have to start changing those bricks. Yeah, right. And so they've upgraded their facilities. Believe I mean, me, they've got a jumbotron on one side. I never thought I'd see that. Right, right across from Touchdown Jesus. Yeah, right. You look to the right, you see Touchdown Jesus. Left, you see the jumbotron. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you know, and money's never an issue at Notre Dame. Right. You know, all they got to do is say, "Hey, this is what we want to get done," and they're going to get it done. Yeah, and we'll see if they get it done this weekend. Uh, again, Notre Dame at North Carolina. And, and you know, Mac Brown, for what he's done, Howell the quarterback, all the d- the dynamics that he's got him playing right, I don't think it's enough to, to get it done this weekend. I go with Notre Dame. I, I think Notre Dame's honestly on a collision course uh, with, a, with a Final Four opportunity. And I say opportunity because I feel like we don't know the dynamics of the rest of it to see whether they're a favorite, whether w- yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, but them beating Clemson just brought them up a, a whole oh, yeah. different notch, a higher notch in terms of their seriousness. Like we said before, you know, when Notre Dame lost in the national championship game uh, to Alabama by a huge score, well, that's kind of what's been going on at uh, Notre Dame. They get in those big 
playoff type of games like this, and you know they they get smashed every time. Right. Where then the people who were voting for the top four was were not casting votes. For That's what they game. remember. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But now uh, I will say they will have to see Clemson again. Sooner or more later. than likely. More than likely. Yeah. Yep. So I, I I think that dynamic is huge. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is back now. We'll see what that looks like. Seems like Dabo's wanting to like fuss at Florida State for some reason. So yeah, we'll see yeah, what that's, that. he was he was not in a good mood. I, I, I mean, told uh, I told Carson the other day, and I don't think he knew uh, just because he's he's a young guy. Uh, I said that's the most Steve Spurrier thing I've ever seen from uh, Dabo, and he was like, "Who's that?" Yeah, I went. Oh, oh I don't know. I mean, there was a there was a little back to forth. I mean, they canceled the game what two hours before they they go down there. I mean, again, I don't know the all the dynamics or everything like that. I was like, how T double S double A of Yeah, I'm just kidding. but 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 uh, you know, Dabble's still convinced that that game should have been played. And and I'm not saying that he's wrong. Honestly, uh, I think they probably should have locked it up. The next one on the on the list: Auburn at Alabama, a 24 and a half point favorite are the number one Crimson Tide, but. They are without their head football coach, Nick Saban, as he just recently today uh, been announced that he tested positive for coronavirus. Mild symptoms, seems to be doing okay. Uh, But, uh, of course, with a positive test, he will not be on the sidelines there uh, in Tuscaloosa. Auburn has had the the opportunity and taken advantage of uh, opportunities to knock off the tide multiple times in the Gus Malzahn era. Uh, again, without saving on the sideline, is this another opportunity for the Tigers? Uh, I would say it's not going to happen. I think Alabama is way too strong. Last week I made a mistake that uh, Alabama was up by uh, favored by 28 points against uh, Kentucky. I said, no, they weren't going to cover. Uh, they only beat uh, Kentucky by 40-some points, and I caught heck from my wife and family the entire day. Oh, no. Yes, and so I am not going to make that terrible mistake again and pick against Alabama, so I'm going with Alabama. A.J. liked my comment about the the, the win, uh, the Notre Dame getting beat by Alabama and how that changed them. Yeah, yeah. Good I don't, job, A.J. He's, yeah. he's a pretty sharp guy. I don't know if he liked it or if he he's really didn't great, like he's it. He's got a great father, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I like him. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, here's the deal. I, I think, you know, um, upsets are upsets because yeah. they're not supposed to happen. And, and and I think Auburn can they beat Alabama? Yes, because I think Alabama's defense, what what Tennessee was able to do in some phases with the the dumpster fire that that we've kind of got behind center. But I think I just I don't think it's there. I think what uh, what uh, Smith is the the wide receiver for Alabama. I think uh, what Najee Harris is for for Alabama, and then Mac Jones. I mean. When you talk about efficiency, that's that's a, he's a prototypical Alabama quarterback. He falls back in line with a with a Greg McElroy, with sure. those guys that that really just you know what they're not. Uh, you know, a lot of times you're not going to put them, which Mac Jones is a Heisman candidate, but yeah. it's not necessarily going to be the Mac Jones show. But Mac Jones is going to direct the show. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And and I think they do that at a very high level. I think defensively they're very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are. They have moments where you can get get in there somewhat. So I think Auburn will be able to score on Alabama. But and I don't think they'll cover the 24 and a half. But I got to go with Alabama for the win. Yeah, I, I believe so. And, and it's going to be interesting. To how, how much of a factor does it play that? Uh, Coach Saban is not there at the game. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to coach from home because you remember the last time he got approval to coach via, like, Zoom or something. 
Yeah, and I'm like, could you imagine being that guy? I'm pretty sure Butch is going to carry the iPad around. Yeah, like if, I'm, if, I'm, if he coaches, Butch has the TV. I'm, and he's I'm like, sure if he's the head coach of Western Carolina, he's not going to get that uh, privilege. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't think he's, so. He's at Alabama. Uh, I, it'd be interesting. I, seriously, I don't think it should happen. You know, if he, you know, he needs to be there at the game in order to be to have any input into the game. Well, I, I think there's just uh, you know momentum. You got to feel momentum sometimes, and, and I think he's. Sarkeesian and those guys are well equipped to to get it done. Yeah, yeah, they're going put to put Butch care. in there. He could be interim. But there you go. <laughs> go, go, Malzahn is all I can say, buddy. All I can say. But uh, Stanford. So we're both going with Bama, I think. Yeah. And and so you can have a good holiday weekend. You need to pick Bama. Absolutely. Go I'm for it. Have no stress in my life. No stress. Go Bama. There you go. But uh, Stanford at Cal. Uh, Cal favored by one and a half. And again, uh, Cal led by former defensive coordinator at Tennessee, Justin Wilcox. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what he's able to do, the toughness he brings to that crew. Stanford has not been the uh, the David Shaw of old Stanford. They've not had that ground and pound, that Hogan, yeah. that uh, Christian McCaffrey, all those names that you're used to to seeing out of a Stanford team. Some question whether David Shaw stayed there too long, yeah. uh, but ultimately not the uh, powerhouse that has been Stanford. Cal is is tough, and they're favored by a point and a half at home. So uh, what do you got? I'm going with Cal. Got to go mean, with Cal. I, I like Cal. Uh, they've got. Uh, they seem to have a lot, of, obviously, momentum going on. And you're right. You know, uh, Stanford's not the Stanford that was really a dominant program for the last, you know, four or five years ago. And uh, that's because they were really running the I formation and running the ball, all kind of old time football, and running right down the throats of defenses. And defenses weren't accustomed. Going against that type of offense, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, and they had some they had some hard nosed defenses because sure. Derek Mason, head coach at Vandy, now he was their DC their out DC. there, Absolutely. and 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 I really and, and again Might be I'm all DC next year <laughs> maybe and and I'm always I'm always watchful of where people leave from and how they do because ultimately it's like Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, he yeah. came here from Alabama. Alabama's defense did take a a slight step back. Now it's still Alabama. There's still a lot of pieces there, but. I always want, if Tennessee gets a coach, I want the team they come from to see that loss. Yeah. It always makes me nervous if they don't. And I think ever since Derek Mason went to Vandy, even though as a head coach he's not had a level of success, yeah. their defense hasn't been that kind of defense. They were a Rose Bowl team when oh, he came here. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, he was he was highly touted coming over here. Uh, great success. And, uh, you know, Vandy, you know, when they uh, chose him to be the head coach, I, I, you know, without a doubt, made a good decision. Oh yeah, getting him, and he's a great man, he's, and and he's beat yeah. Tennessee twice. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a Tennessee fan. Don't like to say it, but it's a, uh, it's on. You got to go on one. Is, as as long as Vandy beats Tennessee, that makes their season. They can yeah, be, he'll have a job. Yeah, that's right for real. But uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go with Cal too. I, I just think they're they're tougher. I think uh, the home team likes, you know, toughness always kind of swells up at home, and I like Cal uh, to get it done. The next one is a battle of battered coaches, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You talk about James Franklin at Penn State, worst start in program history. Yeah. What are they, 0-5 now? 0-5, yes. 0-5 on the season, Penn State. Uh, quarterback is or running back has retired from football. They've, they've got all kinds of different things going against them. Uh, there's actually allegations of a – of a locker room fight cover-up that's uh, that's going around at, at Penn State. Uh, and then Michigan. Only thing that can make Michigan look like a, a good thing is Penn State at this point. So yeah. uh, Jim Harbaugh, again, uh, another guy that's uh, coaching for his for his job yeah, there. Yeah. And, uh, and they're both really like kind of, I don't know, back and forth. Michigan's the home team. They're favored by two, so not even getting the full home field advantage of three. 
who do you got? Big House a, a, a factor, or does Penn State, in, in lieu of starting 0-6, pull one out? Well, I'm going to pull for Penn State. Uh, you know, I, I, I just You think, wore the blue. I, I got yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, yeah I, I just like Coach, uh, Coach Franklin. Uh, yeah, it's tough what they're going through right now. I, I believe they're going to have enough going. Mostly because you know, Michigan, I mean, they won uh, in a double overtime last week against Rutgers. It took them everything. Well, it's that Greg Schiano. It's that's it's all that great. That's that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm I'm he, I'm. Sour. He could have been across the river here from us. Yeah. And, and uh, so, but but uh, he wouldn't. But, he, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah. To me, I think uh, Michigan's kind of just falling apart from from within. Things aren't going well in a lot of different areas right now. Franklin is still kind of holding things together, and this is Franklin's been there uh, what. Four or five years, at he's least. He's been there quite a while. Yeah, and uh, this is his only his first really poor season. Mm, I mean, yeah. he's he's had a lot of great success, done a lot of great things over at Penn State. So I just think this is just one of those things that uh, you know you you get through the season and 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 start it all over again for next year. But I'm I'm going to go ahead and pull for uh, Penn State. I'm going to go for Penn State too. I'm pulling for James Franklin. Mark it down. I'm normally. I'm I'm a pretty uh, sore loser. I'm, I don't like it when <laughs> coaches know. beat me. But uh, at the same rate, I do think he's had a lot of success. And and if anybody can blame COVID, maybe James Franklin can blame COVID. So be. anyway, let's take us a break. Listen to these great sponsors. We'll be back to finish up what's been a wild Wednesday right here on the ground. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue 
to move Blount County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. Let's finish up really quick as I've got Coach Tony I really here with me picking games. we got five more on the docket and uh, about eight minutes to talk about Let's it. roll, man. I think we go real quick. Here's the next one. Pins, or, ooh, went with that one. LSU at Texas A&M. A&M's favored by 14.5. LSU is now 3-3. Three and three. They have somewhat righted the ship. Defending national champs. Do you give them any hope? Two head coaches that don't like each other. Ooh, Jimbo yeah. and, and O. Yeah, and O. They don't uh, like each other. They do not care for each other very much. Well, so you're no. saying Kellen Mond may have a good day. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, A&M. Didn't it, wasn't it two years ago when they played that uh, – Yeah, forever. That uh, seven-overtime <laughs> game or something like yeah. that? It was like 127 to 126, something like that? Yeah, it was like two basketball games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I go with A&M. I, sure. I, think, I think just Kellen Mond and company, they, you know, they've beaten Florida. I yeah. mean, I think they need to hang that one pretty high right, right. now. Right, and ever since, uh, you know, they were real shaky at first by the way they were playing. They lost to Alabama, barely beat Vandy. But ever since the, the Florida game, uh, they've been playing pretty well. So, they're you know, they're probably right on the outskirts of the, uh, the, the playoff contention. They're probably – Probably what eighth, seventh, eighth, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think they're they're right on the cusp. But yeah. uh, the only person that knocked down A and M since Bama has been COVID. That's it. That's that's no, the I only person that's got a hold yeah. of them. Uh, Vandy at Mizzou. Mizzou favored by fifteen and a half in this game. Elia Drinkwitz, I think uh, of of the early start losing to Tennessee, had a really rough first few games. I yeah. think he's got them playing a pretty good brand of football. They're they're creative offensively. Uh, I like uh, I like the way Missouri's playing. But you know what? Derek Mason's a good dude. I think he wants them to play really hard. And, you know, they're going to put their best foot forward this week. I think they go to Como and get a victory. Go to Como? Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. That's right. <laughs> and I lived there for three years. There you I, go. <laughs> Como, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, I, I think Vandy has been playing good football, but not good enough to win games. So, I you know, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to win, but I think they're, they'll, they'll cover the spread. I think that uh, it'll be a competitive game, and uh, you know if they, uh, you know, an opportunity for a uh, a woman to be a place kicker. Absolutely, a yeah. former or well, I guess a current uh, soccer player at Vandy. They, they, Vandy won the uh, the, the national championship uh, in in soccer for women, 
And uh, evidently, a couple of the uh, Vandy's uh, place kickers have uh, COVID and can't play. And so I believe they tried her out. and She got accepted, yeah. I believe she's on the team, so that might be an opportunity for her. I'm going Vandy. I'm going Vandy. I, I feel like uh, I've went a, a – To win or cover the spread? No, I'm going to go with them to win. Oh, are you? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't know what's wrong with me. I had the day <laughs> off today. But uh, next game, Mississippi State at Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl, or better known since they hired their new head coaches, Mike Leach versus Lane Kiffin. I think you just put them at the 50-yard line and just let them, just let them try to them. outmaneuver each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know if you let them out talk themselves, I mean, it, it would be it, awesome. It give uh, uh, give Vince McMahon the opportunity to put a ring out there. It would be uh, fun, just as long as you give a clipboard to uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Kiffin, Kiffin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: like both of them, honestly, are are offensive gurus. Right. I mean, they're they're really something special. Uh, but Mississippi State. I don't know what happened. They they were six hundred and twenty something yards against LSU, and I'm I'm not sure that they've hit that many yards since then Total. combined. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I don't know what the deal is with them. I think they're 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 still continuing to to learn themselves. And and Leach never was a first year splash guy. Right. When he went to Washington State, that first year was horrendous, yeah. and then there it started showing up. Uh, but Ole Miss and and Lane Kiffin, he's a little different animal. When he goes down there. He's a high-flying guy. He's a little misdirection. He's a pull-the-trigger-when-you-need-to-pull-it guy, and he gets the offense jump-started a lot faster. So I think in that regard, down the road, two, three years down the road, if both these coaches make it, (laughs) I think this is going to be a better matchup. But I think this year, I think Ole Miss's offense – is going to really just uh, – they're going to run rough shot over Mississippi State. I, I, I think it's Ole Miss all day. Yeah, I think so, I, and I agree with what you just said. Uh, you know, when you take away the uh, first game uh, uh, against LSU for uh, uh, Mississippi State, uh, they really haven't produced very much offensively. Uh, and Lane Kiffin's offense, they, you know, they just keep throwing points out there. It'll, it'll be a uh, – uh, the, in- the interesting part would just be watching the coaches on the sideline. All their antics that are going on and the pregame and postgame of when the weird thing is is Mike Leach during a game. Yeah, I've, I've never really seen him do anything weird. He just like stands there and kind of looks. Because, and, doesn't, and doesn't he have like little flip cards or something like that that he looks at or something? Oh, I'm I'm uh, not sure. All yeah. I've seen is crossed arms, which normally when I tune in, they're already getting smoked pretty hard. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, but anyway, because he always played in the Pac-12 and their game started at ten thirty. I wouldn't watch no a whole lot of those. No yeah. But uh, but I think it's Ole Miss all day. They're nine and a half point favorites. I think they'll have that covered probably yeah. by halftime. Yeah, honestly, I, I totally agree. Uh, the next two games, we'll just straight up pick those as we've got about a minute to go. Duke at Georgia Tech. That's an even. That's a nothing. The Fighting Cutcliffs versus the Ramblin' Wreck. I'm gonna go with Duke. I, Duke. I, I like Cutcliffe. I've always liked Cutcliffe. He's he's to me one of the best coaches in our business. And and uh, you know, and uh, Georgia Tech really hasn't done hardly anything this year. Well, that and they're transitioning from a triple option. I think that's going to be a, a multi-year transition. Yeah, and, and this is the second year, so yeah. he need, they need to make the uh, uh, transition here pretty quick. Yeah, I, I don't know that I wouldn't have set this one out, I'll be honest with you. But uh, K-State and Baylor, the final pick of the sheet. Uh, K-State, an early kind of upset team, yeah. but as of late has been a little struggling. Baylor, Dave Aranda, the former uh, defensive coordinator at LSU, uh, kind of left the ship, seemed to be at a right time, yeah. has went to be the head coach. Again, a battling football team, but not 
a uh, not a lock for a victory. Uh, who do you got, K-State Baylor? I'm going with Baylor. Uh, they, they're playing a little bit better of late. Uh, K-State got uh, shut out uh, uh, last week, 28 to nothing, uh, and uh, it's at home for Baylor, so that's who I'm going to go with. You know, I, I kind of went that same route. I was like, I don't know which way I'm going to go. I'm going to flip the coin, and then, then the coin flip, it fell on the floor, so I didn't go with that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> McLean Stadium's pretty cool looking. Let's yeah, go with that. Cool. Why not? But, hey, you know, it's Wednesday edition. I want everybody out there to have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. And you know what? Meet them if you want to. We'll talk it all. But, hey, we'll be back Monday. You don't want to miss it. Take care. Be safe. And, yes, grind on.